Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Chathinda. Thanks, mate. Love it. Morning, Rodney, James, Brendan, Alison, Chathinda, Chris, Jimmy, Jeff. Morning, team. Hopefully you're all awesome and well, wherever you are. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Good to see all you guys on this morning, bright and early, getting your coffee fix. Hopefully you've got a nice, nice coffee. Do the quick intros while things are getting warmed up in the stream world. Give us a shout out if you're uh, if you're new. But uh, Jason Witten's my name. If you haven't met me or you didn't know, sometimes people pick this up uh, after uh, a bit later. Watch it on the replay, things like that. So uh, if that's you, and if you're new, say good day. Give us a shout out. Be great to see you. Uh, see where you're from. Hey Roz, how are you? Carolyn, good morning. A uh, bunch on already this morning, which is awesome. So uh, great to see you guys. Thought this morning we might talk about... Hey, morning, Laura. Thought we might talk about... Uh, I've got a few questions about, uh, you know, interest rates. I did a little bit of a thing yesterday about, you know, to fix or not to fix. Interest only, principal interest. We might dive into that today. Um, but let me know in the chat if you've got any Questions uh, around this sort of interest rate world. Thought I'd do a little bit of a sequence or a series of it this week, um, and maybe answer a few questions and um, have a bit of a have a bit of a, a conversation in and around what's going on. But uh, you know, for some people, we're thinking about all right, what's happening out there in the the world of uh, the world of finance, the world of uh, investing. And what's the cost? What's the cost to us when it comes to owning our real estate? And I thought I might dive into that one today. So I've got a little bit of something lined up here. And hopefully, let me know in the chat. Let me know, folks, if you can see that. Uh, okay, I've got my little calculator out today. Dusted off the old uh, the spreadsheet. And we might see how we go here. Hopefully, you can see it. Sometimes people are watching on a phone. A bit, bit hard to see. But look, listen, you know, Let's say right now we're in the marketplace and, uh, you know, we've got a property, 650000 um, and uh, you can see my little um, my little squares um, up there, I think. And, um, you know, as we go along, six hundred fifty grand. you know, I put some equity into it. I've got stamp duty. I've got some expenses, maybe some lender's mortgage insurance, all of those sorts of things. And uh, I've got some other expenses as well, you know, some holding expenses, some rates, insurance, uh, agents' fees, etc. I'm This is a brand new property. That's what I'm putting into the calculator. And let's say it's renting for $550 a week, all right? So, you know, our interest rate down here, depending on what you're doing, um, you know, I've got this set on interest only. You guys know my, um, my conversation when it comes to your property portfolio in the beginning for the first five years if you can, lock that in as interest only, then let it tick over to P&I later on um, if you want to, or you can try and reset it to interest only again, but interest only, five years, then 25 years of P&I. That's the best way to get your acquisition cash flow going, and we'll talk about that in a minute because the difference is pretty significant. You know, I've got here, person on 100 grand, Let's just round it up. I've got in here CPI 3% and I've got capital growth at 4%, compounding over 10 years. So um, 
Uh, Grace, yes, you can get that in the Facebook groups, Grace. If you look in the uh, attachment section or something like that or the notes or the file section, these spreadsheets are there for you guys um, to use as well. So hopefully you can uh, find that. Grace, um, have a little look around. So listen, you know, uh, I've got my my house here. It's a four-bedroom house, 200 square metres. It's pretty straighty, 180. And I've got some depreciation. Now, there's a couple of websites here that you can go off and get depreciation calculations done. So, um, you know, and also the stamp duty over here. But, you know, what does this look like? Interest only, 550. What does it look like from a cash flow point of view? What do you guys reckon? Just a quick snapshot here. You reckon this property would be positive cash flow, uh, neutral or negative cash flow. Put that in the chat for me. Just looking at this property here, brand new property, 650, renting for 550. It's got regular expenses, interest only at 3%. What do you guys reckon? Put that in the chat. Get you guys involved, but um, you know, let's dive over into the um, into the report here and have a look. Neutral Brendan saying neutral. Um, and you're pretty close, new, uh, pretty close, Brendan. At 3% interest only, that property is just a tick over two grand per year positive cash flow, right? Before tax, before tax. And after tax, which is awesome because you guys know after tax, uh, this is one of the great benefits of new property. You get your tax back. Uh, money that you'd be giving to the government, you get to you get to get it back. You can get it back weekly, fortnightly, or monthly. You guys know this, uh, and if you don't, you should. Uh, and if no one's ever told you, well, that's why you need a good coach like us. Get back six thousand dollars in a tax refund. That's pretty good. Instead of giving twenty five thousand to the government, you get six thousand dollars back, uh, and that makes your property now positive cash flow after tax eight thousand dollars. Woohoo! You beauty. I'm in. Give me a high five. How many of those can we own and buy? Well, we could own bloody plenty of them if the government would give us, not the government, <laughs> if the banks had give us the money, if the lenders had give us the money, we'd continue on. Now, this is a buy and hold, very simple conversation. Most of my clients, most of you guys are, are buy and hold investors. I'm not talking about active investing, which is renovating or subdividing or you know, those sorts of things. That's an active investment. And the way I see those things, unless it's adding value to increase the rent, uh, that's developing, which is a business that's not properly investing. But we're not talking about that today. So that's pretty good. Who'd be happy with $8,000 positive cash flow a year? Anyone? You know, put your hand up in the in the, in the the chat. Give me five, right? Um, all rosy, all happy days. You know, um, everyone's a winner, right? Let's go back and have a look at a couple of things that might chuck a spanner in the works, right? So we own this property. We're happy. Away we go. What might chuck a spanner in the works? Now, let's change this part here. You guys can see I'm, I'm, I'm highlighting the interest part. Okay. We're highlighting the interest part. We're going to change that to principal and interest. Now, I haven't changed the um, interest rate, but at the moment you can you can get a lower interest rate on principal and interest. Let's call it 2.5%, okay? Let's go and have a look at what that does to the cash flow of the property. Let's go have a look at what that does to the cash flow. Have a look at the pre-tax cash flow now, team. Uh, if, you, if you guys can see it, I'm going to highlight it right there. 
Check that out, all right? $10,000 negative cash flow. Now, is that the end of the world, ladies and gents? Is that the end of the world? Well, the answer is no, because that extra money has gone to um, reducing the principal, okay? The extra payments have gone to reducing the principal. And, you know, for the moment, in acquisition phase, you guys know this, the strategy is not to reduce the principal on your investment properties. Where's the number one property that we want to reduce the debt on? Who, who knows that? Put that in the chat. Do we do we pay off our investment properties, team, in the beginning? In the first 10 years, it's a big fat no, okay? Your investment properties are there to produce income, to grow in value, give you extra tax benefits, so you can reduce one debt. One debt, yeah, boom, PPR team, you are on it, okay? So it's a stupid idea to put your investment properties on principal and interest. It's dumb, it's stupid. There's only one person slash uh, institution that benefits from that, and that is that is the banks. They benefit from that. You guys don't, right? So that's why we don't do interest uh, principal and interest, okay? So let's just lock that down, okay? Principal and interest, interest only. That is our number. That's what we do, all right? Uh, and if if the banks are trying to roll you on it, then move. Leave the bloody banks because you will get stuck, okay? Leave that lender. Go to a better one, etc. But that's not what today's about. All right, we're back to a number that looks better. Pre-tax cash flow, after-tax cash flow, we're happy as Larry. All right, what's going to happen right now um, is the uh, the interest rates, for sure, are going to go up in price, okay? So right now, the marketplace is putting in to uh, already pricing in an interest rate rise over the next three years, slowly, team, not like immediately, but slowly over the next three years, probably uh, 1% to 2% interest rate rise, okay? Now, what does that look like? We're going to change that to 4.5% interest only. Interest only. We're changing it to 4.5% interest only. So we're going to add 1.5% interest on our interest only calculation. Everyone following along? Good, good. All right, now let's have a look at what that does to our cash flow. All right, so, oh, now that's got us uh, in a place that's not necessarily so great. Um, now, that's where um, most people at this moment in time are a little bit concerned, uh, and rightly so. Um, and rightly so. What's going to happen? How does that work? You know, et cetera, et cetera. But there's an interesting thing right here. Let's have a look at what happened there, negative cash flow pre-tax. But look what happens after tax. Can you guys see this? 8,000 negative pre-tax. But what is the after tax number here? Can you guys see that? All right. Tell me what just happened. I'm going to change this back to 3%. All right, we're going to come back here. Look at our after-tax cash flow, $8,000 here, okay? $8,000 over here, after-tax cash flow. Boom, you change this to 4.5, 
Our pre-tax cash flow is not so great. Check out our tax refund. After-tax cash flow, just a bit positive now. But the size of our tax refund, why did the size of our tax refund increase, team? Tell me that one in the chat. What do you guys think? What happened? Uh, And I'm sure it might take a little bit of time. The loss goes against your PAYG. You get more tax back. Boom. Chris, the interest rate rises, ladies and gents, are going to affect people with their principal place of residences more than they will affect us as um, us as investors from a cash flow point of view. And if you were if you were claiming back your PAYG fortnightly, weekly, monthly, like you're meant to, this cash flow situation would not occur. It wouldn't show up in your cash flow because you're offsetting your tax weekly. And this scenario, you're not waiting to the end of the year. So what is going on? How can we manage that potential future um, reduction in our cash flow team? What's the future hold? Do you guys know what's on? um, Not only the interest rates are going to rise, but what else is absolutely hot on the tail, if not already off and running? that will help us manage our cash flow as property investors. What is out there in the marketplace? You guys have heard me talk about this for sure. Alison's on it already. Um, And we're talking about rents, okay? Rents, team. Now, this is uh, SQM Research. Rents are on track to surge by as much as 15% nationwide, 15%, okay? So that's pretty significant team if you have a look at that uh sqm research they're great we love those uh those guys they've got some great research you know vacancy rates across the country right now you guys have seen me do these ones before they're the lowest they have ever been in history in those cities and i can tell you right now these two cities are on their way to sub one percent vacancy rates on their way sub one percent vacancy rates right Rental boom is underway. We have got people settling properties now that are getting rents $200 more than when they purchased them, okay? So let's have a look at this. You know, Sydney is in the grip of historic drop in housing supply. 43% plummet in housing lots, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What, um, and the other one that's going to, that's going to yeah, stay in defence housing for sure, Alison. I would be totally, 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 right? Australia will open its borders. It already has. Uh, how many people are coming? Team, there is approximately 600,000 people coming to Australia in the next three years. So when you look at these things, you're like, all right, well, gee, that's got some pretty positive effects going on. How much do we got to increase the rent to cover some of these expenses? All right, so we, let's go up here and increase the rent on this thing here. Let's just do this little mathematic calculation: a fifteen percent increase, basic on this property, that's seven hundred and fifty dollars a week. Boom! Up goes the rents. Thank you very much. Let's go and have a look at our cash flow. Abracadabra! Did you guys see that? Did you guys see that? Look at this, team. All right, up there as we go, right? Or did I jump at 200? 
I think I jumped at 200. Let's go 650. I think I ha- did. I have it 550, didn't I? All right, 650. Much better, much better. 3,000 after tax, 4,000. There we go. Still pretty tidy. And if we need it to be back to where we wanted it, 200 bucks is the number. Voila, there it is. Abracadabra, right? So if you're sitting there right now and you think about, all right, my property, the cost of my property, a couple of things you can do, right? Number one, make sure it's up to speed and able to, you know, be uh, be ready for a rent bump, all right? Don't miss the next two resets of your lease. If you've got a 12-month lease and you do that two times in the next two years, you could be behind the eight ball. These interest rates are going to go up slowly, team. It's not going to go from 2% to 4% tomorrow. We need to be bumping our rents up a bit, um, making sure our buffers are, are nice and strong, and um, making sure we don't miss out on those rent increases, yeah? as we go along. So I thought that would be a good one to just touch base on today. Um, for many of us, we're going to get an, uh, a lift with our property rents anyway. What can we do to maximise, increase those as we go along? There's many things. Make sure you've got your PAYG variation in place. You're getting your tax deductions weekly, fortnightly, monthly. That helps with your cash flow. Make sure your buffers and your offset accounts are in place. Make sure when you renew your leases, you get the rents up because you're going to miss out. Like just, you know, right now, um, you know, push your agent a little bit more. Just make sure that they're doing the right job, uh, et cetera, et cetera, all right? Um, But if you've got any questions about this sort of thing, give us a shout-out in the chat or uh, on the Facebook group or in the YouTube channel. channel or wherever you are because this sort of thing is part of us all as property investors managing what it looks like to go forward but not tapping out there's going to be some amazing opportunities team in this next three years the good time charlies the 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 wannabes the the barbecue buyers they're going to be freaked out they're not going to be able to handle this stuff Uh, and us as investors with a long-term vision uh, are going to be able to have some fantastic opportunities. Um, and we know how to manage this stuff, which is good. Well, hopefully that made sense. Uh, where we go. Alison said, how do you jump from interest only to P&I and sure it's affordable? Yes, Alison. The idea is over that five years, get yourself in position to do so. Um, and, um, you know, if you get to the point where that's not happening, then... Uh, see if you can, and it's quite easy to do, see if you can then reset your loan for another five years of interest only um, from that point onwards. There is nothing wrong with team adjusting because the, 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 the interest is the biggest expense that we have when it comes to um, our properties by a long shot, right? So if you have a look at our expenses... You know, your interest, you know, is probably 90% of the cost. Um, And that is the one you want to manage, okay? 
you know, up here you've got rates and insurance and body corp if you've got an apartment or a townhouse and those sorts of things. Um, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. Boy Scout, be a scout, Girl Scout, Boy Scout, whatever that is, be prepared. Um, because if you get a five-year interest only and then you roll it over to another five-year interest only, then most of the time that five to ten-year gap is where your rents will go up and be able to completely cover a P&I payment. And ultimately, team, you know, at some point you want your debts to be reduced anyway, right? So ultimately that is not a bad manoeuvre once your cash flow is in place, okay? Now I do have a uh, passive income tax calculator that I might uh, dust off in the next in the coming days and just to show you guys how that stuff works as well um, and because I've got a pretty cool little calculator in that sort of space. Anyway, there you go. Um, Grace, our first and only purchase was an investment property. We don't own a home. We rent. Uh, uh, well, so Grace, no, and, and this is where it depends, Grace, and I'll just give you 30 seconds of kind of high-level conversation, but this is not specifically. I don't know your specific circumstance. Grace, if you are going to continue to build your portfolio so you want to buy more properties, then the answer is no. Do not pay off that loan with P&I. Create a offset account and make extra payments if you want to. If you've got the cash flow to make extra payments, put it in the offset account, Grace, okay? Now, the offset accounts gives you access to that money immediately if you want to buy another property, if you need it as buffer, et cetera, et cetera, okay? So it does depend, Grace, on where you're at. If that's the only property you're ever going to buy and that's it, then, you know, boom, knock it over. Um, if not, uh, most people, I would say, don't do P&I, but if you do have the cash flow, put it in an offset account. Hopefully that answers a quick part of your question, Grace, and if you, if you need more on that, chat with your coach and if you don't have a coach you should get one sam's got a good podcast yep absolutely allison says um and um he he does a lot of great stuff in his podcast so so touch base on that well i think um we've done a bit of a longer one today folks so hopefully that was useful um no problems grace cheers allison cheers everyone good to see you guys stay safe wherever you are and uh thankful thursday First of the month tomorrow, um, myself and Andy Fenton. Well, we're going to have a little chat about the budget, so uh, hopefully you guys can dial in. Join me another for another Quelth Coffee Chat tomorrow, just a quick one, and we'll um, we'll do a little bit of an unpack on Wealth, Wine and Wisdom tomorrow afternoon as well. There you go, the double, the double whammy tomorrow. Anyway, I'll stop talking because uh, I've gone over time. Need to let you guys go. All right, see you, team. Great to hang out with you. Take care. Bye for now.